0: Mobile Rolling, presented by Garrett's Horse & Hound. Making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices. Online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. Moving along here, the short price favourite. Arga's now off the bit. Uh, Sassiola can't keep up. Hugo Rock's got to the outside, still running on, and then give it a try car load. But a Wave is race clear. Third quarter was 27.9. And a Wave with a big lead now. He's put a big gap on uh, Hugo Rocks. Give it a try, runs on. But catch a wave is going to absolutely bolt in here. He is a star and and wins easily by about 15 metres to Hugo Rocks. Thirds close. Yes, electric off the arm there from a wide gate. His quarters there the other night at Melton were as follows first quarter 30.7, then 29.8. Third quarter 28, 27.1 home. Chris Barsby is with us. Good morning, Chris. Steve, good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. we expected what many thought he could do at a $1.12 favourite there, but just good to see good horses like that. And wonder where he goes next. Chris, catch a wave.
1: Yeah, Indeed. Uh, 24 hours earlier, Steve, we had Leap to Fame step out. So we're all looking forward to this clash between these two star, three year olds. Leap to Fame stepped out just in a normal race on Friday night at Albion Park. His sectional is very similar. 30.2, 29.5, 28. He got home in twenty six eight, And like Catchaway, he just jogged to the line. So uh, where does he go next as well? Leap to Fame. He's Breeders Challenge eligible, which is New South Wales. And he, of course, uh, is being aimed towards the Victoria Derby. So they're on a collision course at some point. They will clash. As we know, Leap to Fame's a dual derby. Winner, Catchaway is yet to contest a derby. So this is going to be uh, intriguing, the build-up. And uh, I know the Vicks are crowing about Catchaway, but... Uh, us Queenslanders are pretty proud of Leap to Fame and uh, this is going to be a race of the ages. And who knows? Maybe a cooter comes over for a shot at the, uh, the Victoria Derby and just adds that extra dimension to the race. That would be a race if these three-star three-year-olds all came together.
0: Yeah, just talking about the gate speed off the arm with that catchaway. Hasn't got some leg speed off the, off the gate.
1: Yeah, let's, let's just hope he can run 2,700 metres mm. because he can get very fierce when they buzz him off the arm like that. So he wears a lot of headgear. Uh, So it'll be very interesting to see how he goes beyond 2,200 metres. We know with Leap to Fame, he'll run 4,800 metres. There's no issues there. You can just put him anywhere in the race and he'll just go to sleep, catch a wave. He's just not the the furnished product just yet. And and Nathan Jack outlined that last uh, Thursday morning when he was on, he said he's still got a a few little issues, a, a fair bit of maturity still to come. So. Uh, it'll be very interesting because the Victoria Derby is over twenty seven hundred meters.
0: Chris, just on angle, the other night, a couple of group one features there and Emma Stewart winning the Colton Geldings two year old with first responder, defeating the stablemate who started favourite Petrarca. And what was your assessment there? Two ninety first responder. Petrarca, of course, ran what fourth at a
1: dollar ninety chance there the other night. Well, first responder got the right run. He ended up behind the leader, which was another stablemate a major celebrity, and Petrarca ended up being parked out there. So he had a very tough run first responder uh he, he made uh you know perfect use of that uh, perfect trip that he got he was able to shoot through along the inside and score uh petrarca was brave in defeat so look they're all very nice two-year-olds there's no question about it i'm sure they've still got plenty of features to be targeted at towards the end of the year uh but he looks pretty good uh he, he's very nicely bred first responder he's got a lovely action about him so uh, big mo- a big moment there for Emma Stewart-Clayton Tonkin. That was uh, Group 1 win number 100. That's, that's a staggering number when you it is. when you really think about it. 100 Group 1 wins. A lot of trainers are happy to have 100 winners in a lifetime. They've had 100 Group 1 winners.
0: Incredible, isn't it? But, uh, Pete Mullins, yeah. our first guest.
2: Pete, good morning. Good morning, Chris.
1: Would you like to drive Leap the Fame?
2: <laughs> I'd love to drive Leap the Fame, but I don't think anyone will be getting grant off him.
1: That's for sure and certain. Speaking of nice horses, uh, you drove one on Saturday night, Uncle Shank. He went 50 and four. Uh, it was over a mile, so it was just outside the track record, which you own with black sedans at 50 flat. 26.9, 28.3, 26.7, twenty eight four. Were
2: you out to make a statement there with Uncle Shank on Saturday night? A um, little bit. Uh, you know, I sort of think a lot of this horse and... Um, you know, he's a super miler and he loves to sort of get out and roll along. And um, you know, the, the team here at home, we've been super happy with him. And I, I sort of knew he was, you know, probably at his peak. So um, we had nothing to lose. So I was sort of happy to go out there and just go out and let him do his thing, which he did. And um, you know, I think if he had had something to race him a, a little bit more, you know, sort of he got out in his own, to, you know, from the 400 onwards. And I think if something was there to race him, I think he could have possibly broken 50.
1: Okay. Have the Yanks been on the phone? Is that where he's likely to end up at some point, Uncle Shank? Has there been any
2: interest at this point? Yeah, there's been a little bit of interest, um, you know, a little bit of to and from with sort of figures and that sort of thing. And, um, you know, at the moment, he probably does not quite reach his mark here. So, you know, we're, we're sort of happy to keep racing him and, and just sort of keep picking races. Like, I think his last three wins have all been sort of $20,000 races. So um, the money's good here at the moment. And, uh, until he does have to sort of race the Opens, there's no reason why we can't keep him here. Um, but in saying that, there's not too many Opens that can go out and go that either.
1: Yeah, exactly right. So if he lined up and and say, so he, you know, it's only a matter of time before he goes up against Black Dance,
2: who comes out on top here? Yeah, look, it's um, it's hard to sort of really pick them. Like, uh, you know, I think in the past, I sort of thought, you know, Black Sedans, Dance, all the Wizard, they're probably more superior, but... Um, you know, you you can't follow Uncle Shank's record. You know, it's got a super record and his times are getting faster all the time. And, um, and we haven't had much of a chance to see him off a helmet. And I actually think he's um, every bit as good, if not better off a helmet. So if he was had a chance to follow a horse like Blacks at Dance, there's no reason why he couldn't run straight past him.
1: Okay. So you think he's capable of breaking 50 at Albion Park?
2: Yeah, I do. Yeah, definitely think he he can do. Um, You know, he, he sort of, you know, he's, he's got wicked speed. And he, he showed there, um, you know, a fortnight ago that his back half, you know, went 26-6 and 26-7, I think it was, um, last two quarters. So, you know, if he can do that, and, and that night I just went steady, but I'm sure he could sort of go a solid first half and still reel off those, those sort of quarters.
1: Is there any temptation about taking him to
2: Sydney and giving him a shot down there at Menangle again? Um, the temptation, definitely. Um, I think when he went last time, it, it just wasn't the ideal sort of prep. He, he was sort of, it wasn't long after the peak of the creek, which obviously that quick backup, I think just knocked him around a little bit and things went a little pear-shaped in that lead up to the chariots of fire. But, um, you know, the has got to suit him. Uh, so yeah, it, maybe if the, if the right sort of race pops up and we can get in there and, and sort of go ourselves, we might be able to take him.
1: Okay, he's only a four-year-old. He's got a terrific record—14 wins from 22 starts. The other thing that stands out with Uncle Shane—he's very easy on the eye. This guy.
2: Yeah, he's a lovely horse to look at. He, you know, he, he's a big, athletic sort of colt. Um, you know, he, he just sort of covers the ground so well, and he does everything so easy. And you know, he's got great speed, carries a long way, and um, you know, and, and as sort of time progresses, his gait's getting so much better. He, you know, and we're able to sort of get gear off him and, and I think that seems to be helping
1: him. Okay. Well, you guys have had him all the way through, uh, you and your wife, Trontel. Has he exceeded expectations or is he probably right where you thought he would end up when you first started training him as a two-year-old?
2: Um, early days, we probably didn't think a lot of him until he sort of started racing. He sort went to the track and um, just sort of kept getting better and better. And he obviously always had speed, but he... he um, yeah, he's really got stronger as time's progressed. He's sort of you know, filled out himself and just got stronger and, and learned how to carry that speed better. And um, He just continues to probably keep improving, really.
1: Okay, well, that's Uncle Shane. Where do we see him next?
2: Um, yeah, there's nothing really mapped out from at the moment. Uh, just sort of probably a bit of an easy couple of weeks and then uh, pick a new target and go again.
1: Alright. Uh, the other winner that you had on Saturday night was the Trotter, King of the North. Now, I think overall, he's been really good since joining more stables, coming over from New Zealand. He went 57-3 there. It was a mobile mile trot. Uh, he looked like he could have gone faster.
2: Yeah, definitely could have. Um, you know, he uh, did that pretty easy, but you know, he's, he's a horse. You know, We're we'll probably still learning about him a little bit, and um, you know, obviously Saturday night just winning the race was the main thing, and Sort of tried to rate him pretty well, and um, sort of had all positive fractions, which was good.
1: 57-9 yeah, on the way home. You've had good success with the progeny of Majestic Sun previously. Majestic Simon, a, a previous Queensland Trotter of the Year, springs to mind. They've got speed, don't they? The uh, the progeny of Majestic Sun.
2: Yeah, they certainly do. Um, you know, he, he's just a great, great sire. You know, he's he left winners. For a number of years, and feature race winners, and you know, you can't knock him in any way. Um, and all the all the progeny we've raced have all done a super job.
1: Is he sort of not quite in the in the bracket or league of majestic Simon as far as sheer speed is concerned?
2: Um, probably not point to point speed, um, but in saying that, you know, he, you know, you just don't know where he's going to end up as far as. Um, You know, he's been sort of racing the lesser sort of grades of horses and and looking pretty impressive. And if he can transfer that into the Opens, which he sort of did Saturday night, and hopefully going forward he can continue to do it, he very well could end up sort of up there towards Majestic summon.
1: Okay. Well, we'll watch with interest there. King of the North and the other winner for the Stable on Saturday night. I thought this was a really strong two-year-old raise and it didn't disappoint. Whisper a Secret came on top. Uh, came out on top. He's a gilded son of this Boomsire Huntsville. 55-1. That was his first win, so he picked a good race to break Maiden ranks. How do you guys rate this guy?
2: Yeah, we've had a pretty good opinion of this guy all year. Um, you know, he, he sort of... I think he ran a couple of seconds earlier in the year, and um, his second start he ran second to the tax collector, and was a pretty sharp run, run there. And so Night he had the, had the good draw, and you know had a pretty good trip, but time was strong, and um, yeah, he really just sort of stepped up to what we thought he could do.
1: He was sort of friendless in betting as well. He went
2: off at $15. Yeah, it was a little surprising. Um, you know, obviously it was a strong field and there was uh, you know plenty of support for some other runners and um, for some reason, if I don't drive a particular one, they, the punters seem to follow me a bit more than, than other ones, so it seems to go that way a bit.
1: Yeah, big win for the other boss as well because what was that, career win number 400 as a driver for Chantel?
2: Yeah, yeah, that's correct. Um, 400 driving wins. Uh, obviously, she doesn't do a lot of driving nowadays, but um, still a pretty big number, especially considering she, you know, has only has a handful of drives for, probably for the last 10 years, really. Yeah. Now, with this guy, is he
1: Breeders Challenge eligible in, in New South Wales?
2: Yes, he's uh, New South Wales bred, so, um, yeah, New South Wales Breeders Challenge is on the target there. So you keen to take him south? Yeah, I think he deserves a shot at it. Um, you know, obviously, there's yeah, going to be some really nice sort of two-year-old colts down there. So um, we're mindful of that. But you know, it's, it's sort of hard to fault what he's done so far. So I think he deserves a shot.
1: All right. Well, that was Saturday night. I want to ask you about, you've got a super book of drives during every race today, uh, all nine races. Race one, surely this is his race today. Hold my hat, Doug. Can he break through today?
2: <laughs> um, well, we've thought that numerous times and he's let us down, but, um, you know, a bit smaller field today and, um, you know, it, it probably is an easier race than what well, it has been in the past. So, uh, fingers crossed he can get the job done and get that red bonus. Is that the, the key thing? You've just got to get that bonus for him? I think so. You know, he's had a bit of racing and um, he's probably got a little bit tired. So, if he could get that, that'd be a, you know, a huge benefit and try and get him to the paddock maybe.
1: Okay. Uh, race two, this is probably the most fascinating runner all day. You know I'll be late. He's a gigantic big three-year-old. He's got a great rear record. Four from five. Should he be unbeaten?
2: Uh, definitely, yes. Uh, probably a little bit of driver error, um, as well as he, he carried a flat tyre for the last, uh, I think it was 1,400 metres of that race and, and was still uh, not beaten very far by some nice horses.
1: Haven't seen him since April. He had a trial back in early July, and he's fresh up here today. So, what are the
2: expectations? Yeah, um, it's a little bit tricky finding some of the right races for this guy. So, um, you know, and we had planned on trial last week, but they cancelled the trials on us. So, we just went in fresh up, and you know, I think he's as good as he's sort of been in the past. So, um, fingers crossed, he, he puts his best foot forward. But it is a bit of a step up. He, he's, you know, racing some, you know, some handy sort of types and. And he hasn't got no head start this, you know, this today. So, um, you know, it, every time he steps out, it's getting a bit harder for him. But uh, he's certainly got some promise.
1: Okay. Is there any sort of thought about taking him here this day with some nice trotting races coming up?
2: Yeah, possibly. Um, you know, he, he's sort of got to keep stepping up a bit. And um, he's got, uh, well, fingers crossed, he can go ahead the the Bread three year old triad and the uh, three year old springboard which is at the end of the month. So with a little bit of luck. We can get it to go ahead and then he can, uh, I mean, get through that and then make new plans after that.
1: Okay. Race three today. It's uh, the two-year-old Ray. So the stable have uh, two runners here and both look really good chances. Tactics are Roland Garanger Rainbows. You're driving the ladder there. Was it a tough choice or an easy choice?
2: Uh, Well, Hayden drove um, Philly last week and he did a super job. So, um, yeah, more than happy to leave her on there. And, um, you know, she raced well for him last week, so from the good draw, fingers crossed she races well again. And the um, Ranga Rainbows, uh, she's probably a little bit plain last week, but, um, you know, I think from the better gate, hopefully she can run a better race.
1: Okay. Race four, Master Charles for Peter Gregg. You know this guy well. He's drawn out in six, but he's back at a mile. Is that important for him today?
2: Yeah, I think it is important. Um, I thought his last run was really good. I just didn't quite get the trip we sort of wanted. It was over the distance. So uh, I think it's an easier race today. And, you know, the gate hurts a little bit. But if we can get him him in a good spot, I think he's going to be a a horse to watch.
1: Okay, race five. You're driving Matatoki. Have you driven this trot previously?
2: No, first time driving today. And we're in a pacing race.
1: Yeah. And and interestingly, there's been some really good support with Tab already for Matatoki. So... You know these horses that you're up again. So do you think he'd be capable of running a bit of a race here? Yeah, look,
2: he's a good old trotter. And, and, you know, he's he's sort of had to come off a few handicaps and different things in the past. And so it's, you know, in in some ways it could be an easier race. In a lot of ways it's going to be a harder race. Um, I think it's always hard for the trotters to race the paces. I don't think they have that point-to-point speed and, and you sort of struggle to sort of, you know, move them like a pacer, but, uh, yeah, he probably is capable of, of sort of running a good race.
1: OK, well, we'll watch with interest there. Always good seeing the trotters up against the pacers. Race six today, Corey William. Do you light him up from one and try and go all the way?
2: Yeah, a little bit stay there to outside, so it um, makes it a little bit tricky, but yeah, you know, he's a super old horse and, and loves to be on on pace, so if we can stay forward and, uh, you know, he's fresh up today, so I, I'm expecting to run a pretty good race.
1: Roses are sweet. She took out the triad consolation last start. Is this a steep rise in grade for her today?
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, she, you know, she was super last week and everything was sort of against what she likes to do and, and she still managed to hang on and win, but uh, definitely a harder race today. So it, it's going to be a bit tricky for
1: her. Okay, uh, Hoker Jimmy, you're driving him in a race. Uh, he's got barrier one, so that gives him a good shot.
2: Yeah, Barrier one's always a big big plus. So, has um, actually, actually hasn't been racing too bad. It just hasn't been getting a lot of luck. So, he could actually be right there about. Yeah, it looks like
1: there might be some speed there early.
2: Yeah, definitely, which yeah, could benefit.
1: All right. And I'm a Beach Babe is your final drive today. A last start winner. Can she go again?
2: Yeah, it's a little bit of a tricky race to sort of map out. But she was super last week. I didn't think she was entirely the win. Um, you know... At times, was sort of against her, and and she still was able to come come through wide from the four hundred, and and still knuckle down in the line, and and was too strong. So, if she produces that again, she's going to be thereabouts.
1: Okay, which horse are you looking forward to most driving today?
2: Um, probably you know I'll be late. Um, you know, whether or not he's my best chance, but you know I'm really looking forward to sort of racing him and getting him back to the track, and and, and seeing how he's going to measure up going forward.
1: Okay, well we'll watch with interest today. The other one I've got to ask, just looking quickly ahead to Saturday night, that free for all race, the opening race, you're down for three horses. Better than diamonds, big wheels, blacks of dance. At this early stage, which way are you
2: leaning? Um, ninety percent sure I'll drive Blacks dance. Um obviously probably probably the best of the three. Um without yeah, taking it away from Big Wheels, but you know, that Big Wheels is also got a tough gate, so does Blacks of Dance, but um you know, it's a good race. It's going to be an interesting race to sort of see how it unfolds.
1: Okay. You, you hold the track record with Black Saddance at, at 50. You've gone uh, 50 and 4 now with Uncle Shank. I think that's the second fastest time. You've got the Trotters track record as well. Is there any other record that you want at Albion Park? <laughs>
2: um, probably no other records, but I, I do love going fast. Um, I think you're setting the call on night so. No, we can keep going out and going as fast as we can sort of go. And, and we're not going as fast as we can go, but try and rate them as best we can. And, and you, know, you know, just sort of go as fast as the horse can go and, and really showcase our racing.
1: Okay. Uh, you, you, well, we're about to go into September by the end of this week. You're on 170 wins for the, uh, for the season. Last year, you got home uh, 315. What do you think you're going to end up with by the end of the year?
2: Uh, I'm thinking about 240.
1: 240, okay. I'll just jot that down so we can come back to that in time to come. So 240 is what you're tipping. So we need another, what, uh, 70 winners.
2: Yeah, we'll see how we go. Could be wrong.
1: All right. Appreciate the time today. We'll see you trackside. No worries, Chris. Thank you. That'd be conservative, wouldn't it, Chris? 240, I would have thought he would have said about 250. Just looking at his last couple of years, so 315 last year, which was a Queensland record, Steve, the year before 283. So does he get towards 280 again? Maybe. He's got, got, got
0: some to, nice yeah. horses at the moment. I reckon no. he's yeah, being a bit humble, you know, just got to say yeah. a conservative amount, haven't you? But even though deep in yeah, your heart, true. you think you would be closer to 300. Anyway, And yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <Our> next guest <laughs> is with us. Well, Steve, on Friday night at Albion Park, Achilles was able to score. It was just a normal race, but it was a big moment for the young owner and trainer because it was victory number one. Bree Evans is only 21 years of age. She's fresh into the harness racing game as a trainer in her own right. I think she's only got one or two horses in her name, and she was able to get the spoils with her horse taking out that fifth race. And he went 55-5, and he was strong going all of the way. Bree's online with us now. Bree, good morning. Congratulations.
3: Hello. Thank you very much.
1: What were the expectations going trackside on uh, on Friday night? Did you think, you know, you found the right race with your guy? What were you thinking?
3: Oh, I was really nervous, actually. I knew he had some hope, and I was fingers crossed that he can be a bit unpredictable sometimes. But he's been really good lately. So I was really happy with him last week um and to back it up again winning Friday I was even happier
1: yeah well his lead up form has been really good it's been very sound so he's run some good races so it didn't shock anyone and in the end he started favorite so once Hayden Barnes decided to lead and hold the lead was that was that the uh, the pre-race sort of tactics we're going to be aggressive here and try and hold the lead or what were you thinking there
3: well we wanted to try and get the lead we wanted to try him out in front again because um, he loves leading at home so we wanted to try him on the track again and when we got there we were really happy and pretty i was a bit nervous because i didn't know how he was going to go but he loved it out there so hopefully he can do it again
1: were you surprised by the time
3: 55.5 i was actually i was very surprised i was very proud of him though
1: yeah, absolutely. One thing that stands out for Achilles, and you know, I've been lucky enough to call you know, pretty much his whole career, he's a good-looking horse. Every time you present him at the track, he looks <laughs> like he's ready to go.
3: That's my main mission. As long as he looks good and he looks cute, I'm happy.
1: Okay, well, you've ticked all the boxes <laughs> there. So you've got the first one out of the road now. When's the next one come along?
3: Oh, hopefully soon. We've given him this week off the races so he's going to have a rest this week but hopefully he can come back ready and raring to go okay.
1: is he the only one you have in work or do you have another one yeah
3: yeah he's the only one i have um i did have harry kane for a bit but i gave him to Hayd. <laughs> Hayd likes him okay. so we switched horses
1: <laughs> fair enough fair enough now with this guy uh, as you said he presents well all the time so he gets plenty of tlc
3: He does. He's my little pet more than a racehorse. He gets his little smoochy treats when he gets home from the races and his legs are always taken care of. He's got his magnetic boots and a nice pink hooded rug at home and he's very looked after.
1: By the sound of it, by the sound of it. So (laughs) you're actually going for your driver's licence. So how's that coming along? I've seen you at the trials in recent times. Are you getting closer to, to graduating and getting out there and competing with all the others now?
3: I am getting close I've got three trials left so hopefully I can get through them soon enough and get on there to race with Achilles.
1: So how have you found it so far just going through that trial process?
3: Yeah at the start I was a bit nervous because I haven't really grown up in harness racing I've been in it for about five years now so I wasn't really fully confident at the start but I still get nervous before I go out but once I'm out there I feel better and comfortable and I'm learning and it's good being out there with the older drivers and they can help me and teach me and yeah getting there.
1: Okay. so where did your background come from? What were you doing as a child growing up and how did you stumble across harness racing?
3: Uh, Well dad actually grew up with Graham Dwyer. He um, used to play footy and they used to be really good friends so When I was younger and school holidays would come around, dad would take me out there a couple of weekends and I'd play around with the horses. And I've always loved horses, but I've always been more school-based. And when I left school, I actually started at my vet nursing course and I was halfway through that. Um, But about five years ago, I started working for Grant Dixon and I was there for a fair while and just kept going from there.
1: Okay. So you obviously like being hands-on with the horses because if you're going for a vet nurse degree, uh, you, you obviously appreciate the animal.
3: Yeah, I do love the animal. I think they're very kind and they know how you're feeling. And if you're happy, they're happy. If you're upset, they comfort you. And I think you need to give that back to them in a way. So I like the training aspect because you get to look after them and help them through their career and very rewarding
1: it sounds like it so you've had a stint with uh, graham joy helping him out and getting the the fundamentals there you've had a stint with grand Dixon, and you're currently with Chantel and pete
3: yeah i've been very lucky with who i've worked for i've worked for some big stables and i've learned a lot of things at each and i've taken them with me and yeah it's been really good
1: and it's all different going from those stables they all do things a little bit different to one another
3: It is. It's I was actually very surprised how different everyone works their horses and how they um, treat them around the stables and everyone's different but everyone always has the main aspect of as long as they're looked after they're going to go good for you so that's yes. how I look at it too.
1: Yeah, fair enough. Well, it was great scenes there, seeing you out there, getting your photo taken with your horse, Achilles, who led through out there on Friday night going 55-5. We look forward to seeing him in the next week or so. And before long, I'll be calling you on a race uh, with only three trial drives uh, left to go.
3: Yes, let's hope so.
1: Appreciate the time.
3: Awesome. Thank you so much.
0: Make sure he looks
1: cute. (laughs) Thanks for
0: that, break.
3: Thank you.
1: So, Achilles, an all-the-way winner there, and it's win number one. I think it was start number nine uh, for Bree on, on um, Friday night, Steve, as far as her uh, runners-to-winners to, uh, ratio. So it's start number nine, win number one. So hopefully it'll be the first of many more to come. So job well done there. Hayden Barnes took the, uh, the winning drive there. Racetrack, Ralphie is about to join us now, as he does each and every Tuesday, and he's online. Ralphie, good morning.
4: Yeah, morning, Chris.
1: Uh, Give me your thoughts. Leap to fame on Friday night. Did he look more impressive in comparison to Catcher Wave who scored at Melton on Saturday night?
4: Uh, Probably I'm a little bit biased, but I would say definitely. Uh, A little bit? (laughs) That's (laughs) an understatement. Yeah. He was just in beast mode there on Friday night. And the way he just settled the whole, you know, he just finished him off. It was like, I I honestly think he's gone to another level.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Where do we find your best bet today?
4: Yeah, we're going to have a look at uh, race three. We're going to go with number one, Tactics Are Rolling. Now, it's a maiden pacer, and uh, she certainly appreciated the bigger track last week when she produced uh, a career best effort when she finished runner-up behind the highly promising uh, Apollo Dreams. Now, she clearly didn't look comfortable at a pass two at uh, Marburg or Redcliffe, um, so uh, the bigger track, yeah, definitely going to be an advantage today. Last week uh, was her first run back from the spell, and she should strip a lot fitter for that. Uh, plus, she gets the inside gate uh, today. The stable's in form. The q bonus looms for the uh, racing diehard connections of this filly, so it's going to be a win all round. Race three, number one, tactics are rolling.
1: Beautiful. Race three, number one, Tactics are rolling in that Burwood Stud two-year-old maiden pace. We'll take the tip. Ralphie, appreciate the time. We'll see you at trackside. Yeah, thanks, Chris. There's racetrack Ralphie joining us, Steve. So race three, number one, Tactics are rolling currently at 280 with Tab right now. And it is the favourite. It has found some early support. So a good nine event program coming through and we get underway at 147 later today.
0: And the star last Friday at Albion Park was... Leap to fame. Thanks, Chris.
1: Thanks, Dave. Kasaki, Glen Eagle Warrior, Soho Sinatra. Mammals Magic last on the inside by the 400-meter marker. Third quarter in 28. It's Leap to Fame. Leap to Fame out in front. The margin is now seven meters. Teddy feels good, can do no more. Tim's a trooper trying hard. Classy Washington comes up deeper. Then, and making a run deeper was Glen Eagle Warrior. They're into the home straight, though, and he's off and gone. Dixon with a sustained look over the shoulder. He's just mucking around here with Leap to Fame, and he's going to race down to the line and score easily under a vice-like grip as well.